And we thank you, we bless you, and we praise you. We honor you, we love you. Thank you, Lord, for being our maker, our creator, and a faithful one. That when we're broken, when we're sick, when we're infirm, whatever challenges we meet, you are right there fixing it for us. Thank you, Lord. You're the healer, the fixer of all humanity. And we honor you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen and praise God. Amen. Amen. So we're healed anyway. Amen. When we were saved, we were healed. One of the things that we have to get accustomed to, you know, the Bible says to seek first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, things will be added to us. But it also says to take his yoke upon us and learn of him. So we're always learning the things of God. You know, humanity has been learning God since we were, uh, first, God first, uh, met us in the garden. He began to teach Adam and Eve his ways, and that didn't stop when they disobeyed him. In fact, we have to be even more diligent now to learn the ways of God because we are still trying to understand how faith works, how healing works, how all of these things that we've been granted, how to make them real in our lives. And so we're going to talk about that and talk about how heaven speaks and that when we come into agreement with God, We must speak the way he speaks. He will not change his language for us because he's perfect. He's holy. He doesn't have to change. In fact, one of the strengths of God is that he is unchangeable. He cannot change. If God were to change, the sky might uh, fall apart or the sun might drop out of the sky uh, when you wake up one morning. So the fact that he is unchangeable makes everything else that he holds up stable. One of the things that heaven does is that it calls those things that be not as though they were. And this is very important and a very important uh, concept and a very important part of expression of your faith. To come into agreement with God on what he has already said. The word agree means to say together with someone. So what you do when you agree that you want to be healed or you agree that God is your healer, you agree for whatever you desire, you have to say together with God the way he says things. Amen. In Romans chapter 4, it explains that to us talks about how God quickens the dead. In other words, he brings to life dead things. If you have tissue in your body that's dead because uh, there's a disease there, then he can quicken that and bring it to life by calling it as though it's already that. So in Romans chapter 4, in verse, let me see. <laughs> God bless you. Praise God. God bless you. Amen. Verse 13 will start. It says, I hope I get there from here, huh? 
for the promise that he, she, he should be the heir of the world, that's Abraham, was not to Abraham or his seed through the law, but through the righteousness that is by faith. So promises come to us by faith. They don't come through the do's and the don'ts. You don't get a promise from God because you do everything right. Lord knows we'd never get any nothing, most of us. Or if you get it, you're scared it's going to get repossessed when you mess up. Been there, done that. I know y'all have too. So, And we try not to go there on a regular, amen? He says, through the law, but through the righteousness that is of faith. Simply believing makes you righteous. Makes you right with God. If not believing him could could bring iniquity into your life, then believing him will take it right out again. So the challenge here is to stay in faith. The challenge really is to keep believing. And he says, for if they which are for if they which are of the law be heirs, then faith is made void. Well, what do we have faith for if it's voided? Because a certain number of people can inherit things because of the law. Then everything that God has would belong to the Jew only. It wouldn't belong to anybody who believes. And so he says, because the law works wrath for where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace. That means not by works, but by the unmerited blessing and favor of God. To the end that the promise might be sure to all the seed. So everybody is guaranteed to get what they need because of the one common denominator and that's faith. Amen. And he says, it would be sure to the seed, not only to that which is of the law, but also that which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you, God tells Abraham, I have already made you the father of many nations. I've already done what I'm going to do to make you a father of many nations. What do you do Abraham? Only believe. Only believe. Only believe. Don't add anything to it. Now James tells us faith without works is dead. But these aren't works that you make up. These are works that come as a consequence of your faith. They're a follow up to your faith. They prove your faith is what works do. Uh, just when the brother Raul was here walking, that was a work based on him believing God had touched him and healed him already. So you work that out because your faith leads you to do that. Amen. And he says, I have made you a father of many nations. So you can put in there, I have healed you of anything that ever ails you. I have prospered you so that you don't have to fear poverty anymore. Amen. I have a husband or a wife for you. Huh? (laughs) Life, you son of a gun. (laughs) Wife, life. Remember that old joke? I know. Okay, nobody's laughing. (laughs) Nobody's laughing. We'll move on. Before him who he believed, even God, who does what? He quickens or makes alive the dead, 
by calling things. It says here, my King James, it says, and calls those things. But he quickens the dead by calling those things that be not as though they are. God does not look at your situation and your circumstances because to him they're temporary. Your sickness ain't no permanent thing. Your poverty is not a permanent thing. Amen. Your lack is not a permanent thing. Your loneliness is not a permanent thing. Amen. Nothing that goes on that is a result of this world is permanent. Only God's word lasts forever. So something that's permanent can always dislodge something that's temporary. Because it's greater. The permanent thing came first. We were healed first, folks. God created us healthy and whole and sound. So then the world comes in and steals that, robs it from us, and then God replaces it and retrieves it. Why? Because he's a faithful creator. He doesn't leave nothing broken. Amen. Nothing missing. He puts us all in peace, and that means nothing missing, nothing broken, everything intact, everything restored. Rest, total restitution made on your behalf. So he calls those things that be not as though they are. That's why we're healed anyway. I don't care what your symptoms say, you're healed anyway. Amen? I don't care what your body feels like, you're healed anyway. I don't care how long it's been. You're healed anyway. I don't care what the doctors say. You're healed anyway. Amen. So you say together with God, I am healed. Amen. And don't try to explain that to anybody. You don't got no explaining to do to nobody. Amen. People always want to pick and dig when they hear you make a faith declaration, especially if there's power behind it. They want to challenge it anyway. Amen. And so many times we'll feel like we have to, you know, sometimes you'll say I'm healed and it don't sound right. And you'll think, well, well, well but... Uh, well, if I'm here, uh, 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 don't go down that street. Don't, don't go down the street of explaining and questioning. Amen. Just let God doesn't explain nothing to nobody. Is he there explaining to the devil why he told you to say you're healed? No, he's not. So you make your declaration of faith and watch devils get nervous. They just say that because they're nervous. They feel the room shaking and the furniture moving around and getting all upset about it. They said, man, they up there rearranging furniture with their faith confession. Huh? Because they don't want to move out of your life. They don't want to take a hike. They don't want Christians to be strong in what they believe. They like wishy-washy Christians. Huh? Who can't make up their mind if homosexuality is a sin. Uh, is a sin. Huh? And so they like that kind of nonsense. You can be wishy-washy. They can steal your faith. They can steal everything that you have because then they can push you over into the realm of explaining everything. Huh? All you got to do is tell the truth. I can't explain it. 
But I know what God told me and I'm saying together with him. Don't you hear God talking with me in this? Huh? If you listen real close, you hear the Holy Ghost echoing it. She is healed. Amen. People say I'm waiting on a manifestation. You ain't waiting on nothing. Huh? Your faith is your manifestation. The Bible says faith is substance. To me, substance is something that's manifested. You can touch it. It's invisible, but you can still touch it. Amen? Amen. Just like, you know, your husband's wallet gets invisible. Touch that rascal head nine there. Huh? Let's <laughs> just let me get close. <laughs> huh? It gets invisible real quick. That don't mean it ain't there. Huh? Just hold on, girls. <laughs> you, he'll go to sleep one day. They all go to sleep. Give him some biscuits and gravy to go to sleep quicker. So, whatever. So anyway, but it says here, he calls those things that be not, things that are not there in the visible realm. That means that be not to the naked eye, be not to the visible realm. Because they exist in glory. That's why they feel real to you. Amen. That's why they have substance, because they exist already in glory. This is not something we're just saying and nothing is there. It's there. That's why you feel it. it. Other than that, this faith confession would be a lie. You got me? If it weren't, if you weren't able to perceive it some kind of way, it would be a joke and a fantasy. We'd just be making stuff up. Which I think a lot of people do, but we won't go there. But I'm telling you, once you have received something by faith, you have let your guard down and let that word come into your heart, and you receive it by faith. It has substance. It has evidence. It, it You hold on to it. You try to quit believing, and then you something nags you. That's the substance nagging you. Amen. That substance is saying, I'm here. Why are you trying to forget about me? I'm here. Your, your healing will say that. Why are you trying to say I'm not here? I'm here. Faith talks to you. Huh? It talks about something that's real. Something that exists. Even though it's in the invisible realm, it does exist. And so we have to trust God in these things. That if we will say together with him. And call those things that be not as though they are. We will receive the desired thing. That we are believing God for. You just will. Amen. You have to hold on. Many times we're so trained to the natural realm. Anytime something comes up in the natural. We jump on that. And jump off God. Well stay on repent and get back. Say God man I done messed up again. I see the, the minute that popped up. I started paying attention to that. Instead of paying attention to what you told me. So really. Faith and receiving the promises is a matter mostly of attention and focus. Once you find yourself veering off and start uh, uh, investigating what's going on. And I'm just going to check on what's that WebMD. Huh? 
Always on there looking for something. You ain't going to find God on there. So get, he ain't no WebMD. He's the great physician. Hmm? The name of Jesus is above anything that comes into your life that's not like him. And so we can, we can, if we can stay focused on those things. So it says here, Abraham, against hope, believed in hope. This is verse 18. That he would be the father of many nations. Why was there no hope for that? Well, number one, we talking about a 99 year old man. Amen. Who was impotent. The Bible clearly says that. Then there's the added problem of the deadness of Sarah's womb. So she had never had children before. And so we have a sense that, that, uh, um, God delayed their promise for a specific reason. Now see we don't think about ourselves as living in that kind of realm with God. But he can delay anybody's promise for any specific reason. I mean there's, you know people had this this crazy notion about life and like you can do what you want to do. Huh? That's never true. Now you can do some things but you're going to hit that brick wall at some point and it's not going to work out for you. And so if you would just wait for God to open doors, I think things would be a whole lot more successful. But there are some people, there are, there are women throughout the Bible who were barren for a season of, of time and couldn't, and it said God shut up their womb. God is the one who opens and shuts the womb. So we can't just get up and do what we want to do anytime we want to do it. And so Abraham had to have faith both for himself and for that other person. See, most of us get hung up if we believe in God for somebody to, well, they'll never change and they ain't gonna say this and then Abraham had to believe for two people to shape up supernaturally before something that before the promise would come through. Listen, ain't no thing, you know, your husband ain't no big deal. It done made him a big deal. He don't run nothing. He own nothing. Huh? Seriously. Now he's the head of the household and do that respect. But don't get to cowering back in fear like he, he don't like this. Yeah. I've seen a lot of likes and dislikes come and go. Over the years. A husband told me one time, I don't eat leftovers. I said, seriously? So I put them in the freezer for a week. Hey! Hallelujah. Tell me what you don't eat. I run this kitchen. Huh? He said, oh, this sure is good when you cook this. I said, I just, <laughs> a miracle worker. You don't know who you married to. you just not finding out. Yeah, yeah, let him marvel. Going to upset your life over some leftovers. Seriously? Oh, 
Got bigger fish to fry. I'm going casting out devils as soon as we finish eating. Are you kidding me? Uh, against hope, believed in hope. See? Against natural hope. Both him and his wife. And God told him plainly, he said, I'm not taking no substitutes for y'all kids. You're going to have a baby with your wife. Because he had already tried it with the maid and that didn't work out. Amen? So he, that door was closed. Thank God when doors are closed to you, that means you can't mess nothing up no more. Huh? Well, they tell me it's nothing they can do for me. That's a good place to be. Now you can get God's full attention. Amen. He's got yours and you got his. Not impossible to get your healing. You just can't do it on the fly like you used to getting everything else you try to get from God. This thing you might have to focus on a little bit. Huh? Amen. And it's a good thing. Amen. So, Abraham believed God. Amen. And it was counted to him as righteousness. And in verse 19 says, And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body. In other words, he didn't think about it. He just resigned himself to the fact, well, God, if you said this, I'm just trusting you every day that you're going to bring it to pass. And I think it takes a daily focus on trusting God in certain things to make them happen. It's like, how how badly do you want this? You want it bad enough to stay focused on it? Or you just want to go for 10 minutes watching the clock and then turn the TV back on. You got me? And so when you really want something from God, you have to act like it. In fact, Proverbs 4 tells you, my son, attend to my words. Proverbs 4.20. Pay attention to my word. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes and keep them in the midst of your heart because they're medicine. They're life and medicine. God's word is life and medicine. So repeating, muttering, oh, by his stripes I am healed. Thank you, Jesus, that I'm healed by your stripes. I'm already healed. Thank you, Lord, I was healed. When they beat you, You healed me. And I thank you for that, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that I am healed. According to heaven, I am healed. I am healed. And get accustomed to saying together with God what your condition is. You're healed. No matter how long it takes, no matter how bad the symptoms get, you are healed. Amen? Pain never lasts forever. You can rebuke that thing in the name of Jesus. Amen. Use your authority. Use your voice. Use your faith. So it says he was not weak in faith. Now, weak faith considers the natural. It's always looking at how you feel, what the doctors say, what it looks like. What you thought, what somebody else says to the negative. Amen. 
I, it's amazing to me. People will say, well, but the doctor said, I said, but you got 66 books there that say something different. Just weigh the evidence. Huh? You got one person coming in there with a piece of paper. You don't know if he went to school, if that's a real school. He just got that paper up there on the wall. But that's another story. Huh? Uh-huh. He's got worldly knowledge. Where in God's got eternal knowledge, supernatural knowledge. God can see what's going on behind in the realm of the spirit and everything. Your doctor can't see that. He got to take an x-ray just to know what that is in your body. Amen. And you got to pay for it. It says here, he was not weak in faith by considering his own body. Considering your body is weak faith. Considering anything in the natural is weak faith. It takes strength to not think about every time you get a pain where it comes from. It takes strength to every time something goes on in your body, you get the impulse to say it's this or say it's that or go on WebMD. It takes strength. you got to really focus and say, now hold it. I either believe God or I don't. And see, we'll find out that faith is totally different than we thought it was. Amen? So it says... He considered not his own body and that's what made his faith strong. What you don't think about or consider. Now listen, everybody can feel a pain. But consider means that you get your little spyglass out and check check it out and track it down. Where did this come from? What does this mean? I was looking at uh, Oprah the other day. I know she ain't on no more, but she's always the bearer of bad news. I was looking at Oprah the other day, and they were talking about what your poop is supposed to look like. And uh, get out that toilet. Jesus said plainly, it's not what goes in your body that defiles you. Amen. People have you inspecting every inch of yourself and still coming up with the wrong answer. Could have been healed 15 million times in the time we're going investigating. So strong faith resists the urge to investigate. Investigate symptoms. You know, sometimes a bank will call and say, uh, you know, you have insufficient funds or you bounce a check. And I said, no, listen, Lord, I know you got what I need. I'm not even moved by that. Amen. Instead of going into a panic, running around, calling everybody and trying to get a, a wealth transfer on a humble and all this kind of crazy carrying on, just... Just be normal and thank God. Father, I thank you for the provision. I thank you, Lord, when I call them people and tell them that I got money in there and how dare they bounce my check, that they will reimburse me for all them bounce fees. Give my bounce fee back. 
You say you pay all my bills. You're my provider. Amen. You're my God. You're my father, my maker, my creator. You do everything for me. I want my money back in Jesus name. Them people will bounce you off the walls. You let them, you know, they bounce it one day and then, oh, we, well, you know, you didn't come to the bank and clear it up. So we bounced it again. I say, you don't double bounce me. Thanks, you don't bounce me the first time. Huh? No, what we do, we, <laughs> don't get scared of no money. Don't let money scare you. Hear me? Don't let anything scare you. Amen. Praise God. Your daddy's rich. Ain't nobody got more money than God and he's your father. Amen. It says he was fully persuaded. See, most of us try to get a miracle on partial persuasion. Huh? Partial persuasion is this. I'm okay most of the time. As long as I'm feeling good, I, I don't think about I'm sick. But the minute the pain hits me, what's that? Where did it come from? wonder what I did to make that happen to me. That's partial persuasion. Fully persuasion is you, uh, you stagger not. Huh? When you say you're healed, that don't make you stagger. Amen. What staggering does when you say you're healed, it sounds wrong. That's staggering. Uh huh. Yeah, it sounds wrong. It sounds wrong to every, every devil that's sitting in your living room trying to tell you you're sick. It sounds wrong to everybody else. It even sounds wrong to you. But to heaven it sounds right. That's what's going to get you healed is what heaven thinks about your confession. So you can't please heaven and earth at the same time. You make up your mind who you're working for. Huh? You want to please heaven. You ain't thinking earth is giving you enough problems already. So you're trying to, to please heaven. So it say he didn't stagger. He walked upright proudly. I'm the father of many nations. They're going to say you ain't even got no kids yet Abraham. I'm the father of me. My name is Abraham. Huh? That means the father of many nations. You look up in the sky, that's my kids. You look down at the sand, that's my kids. Huh? Everywhere he looked, he saw the promise of God. That's what we need to do. Write that scripture down. Don't take it from in front of your eyes. Look at it every day. Let it get in your heart every day. Don't let it escape your vision every day. Look at it. And remind yourself what's yours. Remind yourself that you're healed. Remind yourself that no weapon formed against you will prosper, even if it's some kind of sickness trying to attack your body. It may come and visit, but it ain't staying. You got me? Rebuke it and kick it out in the name of Jesus. Sometimes we have lingering symptoms and they cause us to lose focus. That's why God tells us to continue to call those things that be not as though they are. 
Don't do it for a little bit of time and see if it works. Like you checking God or something. You know what I'm saying? You're going to check him. See if he, see what he going to do with this. He ain't going to do nothing with it until you get fully persuaded. You are not fully persuaded. But you're on the right road. You start calling things that be not as though they are. You're on the road to fully persuaded. Amen. You have to quit blaming other people for your situation. That's called sin. Go walk in love. Amen. And so when we decide that we're going to do things God's way, God's way, your faith works better when you walk in love. You can believe for anything. When you love people, you're not holding grudges, you're not mad at nobody, you're not trying to show people what's going on in your life and all that. And forget about people. Focus in on the word. And he said he did not consider his own body now dead when he's about a hundred years old. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Two strikes against him. You know some people say I can believe for other people. I can't believe for you. can't believe for nothing if you think like that. That's just crazy. Faith is not partial. It's no respecter of persons. Your faith will work on you like it works on you. That ain't the faith of God you call yourself using. He says he staggered not at the promise of God. Like the weight of it was not too great that it it caught him off balance. Know how God will tell you some things and it catches you off balance. Amen. You stagger under the weight of it but just you know get yourself all straightened out and just go lifting See, God that caught me off balance real quick right there I wasn't expecting that one to come but I'm under it now amen I got a good grip on it now and I'm going to focus on what you told me and what you told me alone so I will be fully persuaded that what you promised you are able also to perform too many people looking at what they can do what the doctors can do. What the doctors said. What medicine can do. How much insurance they got. How much insurance they don't have. Whatever. What's the deductible. God says if you will call those things that be not as though they are. I will bring it to pass. So you don't have to bring nothing to pass. Everybody in your life that's human. Make them get their hands off of it. Amen. You get your hands off the promise and just only believe. Only believe. That means don't add anything to it. Well, I believe, but I believe too. God works through. Oh, do you? Now you done been that rude and it ain't healed you. Why are you still holding on to it? See, because we're scared to believe God. We're scared to only believe. The only time I see in the Bible where it adds something to faith is is not doubt. It says believe and not doubt. So that's the only thing you get to add to it, not doubt. So when you really believe God, you believe he's going to do it. Well, how do I know? I, you know, you don't know what I did. You don't know what he did. 
If you stay focused on him, why you got to pull you into it all the time? Like you can mess this up. Only way you mess it up is you refuse to believe. Amen. So the Bible says to believe and not doubt. Don't let doubt creep into your heart. People doubt because they feel unworthy. It's not the issue. People doubt because they, they've never had it before. It's not the issue. People doubt for a, a number of, of, because they're focusing on something else. That's not the issue either. The issue is, do you believe God will do it? Huh? That's the only question you got it. Do you believe he'll do it? Or did he lie to you? So if you believe he'll do it, so that takes the pressure off you. All you got to do is stay in your word and keep uh, meditating on what he's going to do for you. Amen. And what he's already done. Meditate on your promise. Thank you, Lord. My health is springing forth speedily. I thank you, Lord, that I am healed. I thank you, Father, that even if I have a symptom in my body, I'm healed anyway. No matter what else throws comes and throws itself in my lap, I'm healed anyway. No matter what added uh, addict diagnosis to what I'll, I'm healed anyway. He's able to perform it. You got to believe God's able to perform. Well, I never thought about it. I thought I was going to have to. Yeah, 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 yeah. You ain't healed yourself yet. How old are you? Been living in your little body all these years, and you ain't healed yourself yet. So forget you. Abraham did that. He forgot himself. You don't get anything for God if you forget yourself. Well, I gotta do this, and I gotta believe, and I gotta read my word, and I gotta, 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 gotta. You ain't gotta do none of that. Bible says believe. Now, if those things help your believing, do them. If those things help your faith, do them. But don't get crazy and get yourself over in the works. And start watching the clock. How much word did I read today? Ooh, I read my word in two days. See, I say two, but I know for most people it's longer than that. Uh, uh. Well, if you're doing that, you just got yourself over in the, you think you gonna do it. He said, if you only believe and not doubt and be fully persuaded that he's able to perform it. Hmm? Is God able to do what the doctors say is impossible? Is God able to do uh, what they say cannot be corrected? You know, if you have something, they say diabetes is incurable. Is God able to do that anyway? See? So you, you, what you do is you don't stagger at the enormity of the diagnosis that you have. What's wrong with us? We've been listening to negative stuff about disease all our lives. That stuff has to be removed. It's gotta be challenged. You've got to let God tear that down from its exalted place in your thinking. And how does that happen? By meditating on the word. 
Trusting in what God says. Be fully persuaded that what he has promised he is able also to perform. With no doubt. Sometimes we think about it for a minute. We say well you know in the back of your mind is this? there's no cure for this. This I'm going to have to uh, take this pill for the rest of my life. I'm going to have to, you know, those things that, that creep up in there. Well, that's a mountain that's got to be attacked with the word of God. So that you can be fully persuaded and that mountain isn't looming over you anymore telling you it's impossible. See, we can quote it. But when it comes to what we really think about and what we really think about these things, sometimes you'll find there's a mountain in front of you because you've been listening to this all your life. And so now we've got to go into the things of God and let that stuff get washed out so that thing isn't a mountain anymore. And we're able to be fully persuaded that it's a small thing. It's not a big thing anymore. So he says, because you're fully persuaded that what God promises, he's able to perform. It's all on God for the performing. It's not on us for the performing. Your confession is not making it happen. Your confession is helping your faith. Huh? Now your faith will make it happen, but your confession is helping your faith. So you can't like speak stuff into existence. Amen. We don't have that power. But what we can do is say together with God and call those things that be not as though they are. And then allow the word of God through our confessing it to help us to get more persuaded. So what we're doing now is persuading ourselves that the word of God is true. You're persuading yourself. I'm not doing anything. You're hearing it. You're allowing it to come in. And you're persuading yourself that what God has promised he is able also to perform. And therefore it's in your account as righteousness. That's all you need to get anything you need from God. You need righteousness in your account. Every time you believe the word over what you see, righteousness is added to your account. And you'll see that thing manifest in your life. Many times I'll sit and think, I say, oh God, I said, we we need more money in the ministry. He said, you had not because you asked not. You need to get to asking. Start using your voice and using your faith. Amen. Sometimes you wonder why things don't change. What are you saying about it? What have you said about it recently? Huh? You have to be careful sitting up watching things happen and just thinking about it. You know, let it creep in your head and all that. You got to start speaking what God says into these situations. Isaiah 53 says that he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was laid on him and with his stripes we are healed. Amen. We're already healed. Jesus was slain and paid for your sin before the foundation of the earth. Because if he had, if that hadn't happened already, how did people in the old covenant get healed? The price had to have been paid way back then. Or they wouldn't have been able to be healed. Now it was acted out when Jesus came. 
more teaching had to be done. We had to, uh, he had to attain that name for us so that we could carry out his ministry in life. But other than that, once God's word is given on something, it's active. Hmm? It's like the council of heaven, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit sit and discuss things. Well, when the man sins and learns good and evil, how will we retrieve him? How will we get him back? Because we've already looked at him and created him and say he is good. But he's going to do some things that are not good when he gets mixed up in iniquity. So how do we retrieve him? And the son said, I'll go. That happened before we were even created. So nothing that happens on this earth can undo that. It's eternal. So the truths of Jesus are eternal. That's how people in the old covenant got healed. He was slain before the foundation. Oh, but he only came to Calvary 2,000 years ago. When he gave his word that he would die, he was slain. That's why when you start saying with him the things that pertain to you, they work. That's what eternal means. It was said years ago. He was slain by his own word years ago. We're not waiting on God to do anything. He's waiting on us to only believe and quit questioning everything. Quit running here, there, and everywhere. Every new thing we hear we think is going to help, we write on it. Stay home. Whatever. I don't care. (laughs) But there's covenant provision in every word of God. For those who will believe, we have a faith covenant. So there's covenant provision in every word of God. That means that he keeps his word. You can believe it, he keeps it. So he has to keep word. You don't keep anything. You just have to believe. Hang on to your faith. Isaiah 53, 4 worked for them back then because they believed it. Even though it hadn't happened yet. Did you hear what I said? It worked because they believed it even though it hadn't happened yet. See, in Isaiah's time, Jesus wasn't alive. But it says, by his stripes, we were healed. Anybody who read that, anybody who believed it when Isaiah said it could get healed. Even though it hadn't happened yet. Because the word is active and eternal. Once it's spoken, it's alive. That's why I tell Christians, I said, why are y'all sitting up believing these crazy people talking about some wealth transfer? Don't you know you can get money from God anytime you want to? Why are you waiting on anything? 
Uh, I don't know, you know. If that thing jumps alive on the inside of you, don't you know you can have it? Some of you women who are mothers, you might have thought you would, hmm, I don't know if I am or not, but the baby starts, oh yeah, I think, me thinks different now, huh? Huh? That means cancel what you was gonna buy and start getting some cribs and stuff. Break out the, break out the hardware, cause it's a coming. Huh? It is really only a flutter. Huh? Your girlfriends say, oh, that's just gas, girl. But you know the difference. <laughs> There's a difference between life and gas. <laughs> Am I right, moms? No, I'm not a mom. I can't tell you, but I believe that by the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you try and burp and see if it changes. It will not change. Amen? So you know it's coming. Same thing with God's word. Once it's conceived in you, once that faith quickens your spirits, huh? You better know it's coming. You better not quit on that thing. Huh? All you gotta do is just keep riding it out, be fully persuaded that what he's promised he's able also to perform. I'm healed anyway. You're going to get a, par- a parade of people trying to challenge that. Turn off the crazy Christian television selling the herbs and all this other stuff. You beat and bought something and left your faith. Huh? Be fully persuaded that what he's promised he's able also to perform. It's all on him to do the performing. You can't perform yourself into being healed. You can't beg hard enough, loud enough. You can't scream out enough, loud enough, nothing like that. You can't bind enough stuff. Second Peter 1.3 says he's already given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So you're not lacking anything. Quit running around looking for something else. You have his word. Huh? See, it takes discipline, folks. You, you, you gotta quit looking for other things that you think is gonna work faster. Oh, that word, that take a long time. What else are you doing? Huh? And we claim we love the word anyway. So prove it. <laughs> hey man, this is your chance to prove it. But stay focused on what God has, has promised you. Make sure that you you don't neglect so great a salvation. Because God wants us all to be healed. He wants us all to prosper. What you set your hand to, he wants to increase it. Not decrease it. Amen? So when you set your hand and your mind to meditating on the word, that word will increase in you. It will gain. It will It will prosper. It will flourish. It will bless. So everything we need to bring his word to pass is already given to us. You're not you're not lacking. It's not like, well, I don't have as much faith as so and so. You don't know what people got. Amen. Just pay attention to your little Ansarius in there and take care of your faith. Amen. 
His divine power has granted that to us. All things that pertain to life and godliness. You got them already. His divine power's done that for you. Our challenge is to put our faith solely on him. Don't split your faith. Amen. This is not like, you know, a gambling thing. You know, it's my poor husband, late husband, we were, well, when we were sinners, I didn't go to Las Vegas after I was saved. Well, I went one time, but God told me not to mention his name in there. I said, okay. I was going, I'm a witness for the Lord. He said, don't you mention my name. <laughs> it's like you get out of here as quick as you can. I mean, some people can do it. Some people call to do it. Wasn't, wasn't, wasn't working for me. But anyway, and I was being a hypocrite because I was there to gamble. <laughs> he knew it. <laughs> you know, leaning over the craps table, looking like, hey, don't mention it. Yeah. Put the tracks away. But anyway, uh, believing God is not like that. You don't split your bets. Huh? My husband used to get mad. He said, you can roll them dice, but them bets, can you lay off the bets? He said, you make the craziest bets. Huh? Betting against yourself. And he said, I'll do the bet. And you just roll them. You know what I'm saying? So whatever. But you can't split your bets up. God is not. So this ain't a gamble. God wants you to be all in on him. Amen. You take all your chips and push it over on the G. And leave them there. Don't go splitting your faith and want to do this this day and do that that day and see if it'll work. It's not going to work. Only God's word is going to work for you. So it's a waste of time trying to hedge our bets and get a little bit extra here and there. You don't leverage on God. You devote yourself to him. You got to be all in. So the challenge again is for us to put our faith solely on him. We can only consider what he says and what he has done and determine that he will do it again. Amen. He will do it in your situation. This is the impartiality of faith. Where faith is exercised, his promise comes to pass. And it does not matter who you are. It does not matter the age of your your longevity in God. It does, none of that matters. He just honors faith. God's he, God heals bodies. He told me to quit thinking about me healing disease. He said, because in your mind, some diseases are bigger than I am. He said, I heal bodies, period. Quit adding in stuff. Amen. He said, I don't care what's wrong with a body. I'll heal that body. Huh? Amen. Because healing is bigger than disease is. So we kind of have to shrink things down and, and focus on them and see them the way God sees them. If we can call things that be not as though they are, we can see things that be not as just the way God sees them. So we want to see like he sees and we want to think like he thinks. God knows that we need maintenance on our bodies. We live in a sinful world. So you're going to always need the touch of God to help you. You know, sin will make you, you know, some people uh, um, just look rough. 
You know, you can tell the life that they're lived by just looking at them sometimes. And so God, God has to correct that in everybody. So he wants to heal bodies, period. We are repaired. Exodus 15.26 tells us if we will diligently listen or hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and do what's right. See, when you diligently hearken to his word, you believe it. You don't argue with it. Well, maybe, yeah. You believe it. So be diligent about it. Believe all of the word of God. Amen. Don't spit any of it out. Drink the whole cup. We also have to fight the good fight of faith. We are not going to lose this fight. Your own mind will fight you. Amen. For your body. Your mind, your mind will go against you when you're, you're holding on for health in your body. And so you have to get, be careful about what you feed your mind. That's why it's best to stay in the word. Amen. Stay focused on it. Don't just let it be on and play, but give it your full attention. Let your attention focus on it and let it start to minister to the inside of you. Because we're healed from the inside out. You've got to get the word in you. What did they say when Jesus preached? It said they came to hear and be healed. If they didn't hear, they didn't get healed. You cannot get healed on thin air. You have to get healed by faith in the word. And so his, when he would speak, he would tell people that he's anointed to preach the gospel, to bind the brokenhearted, to bring liberty to captives. And people believed it and they came forward and were healed. Amen. He also taught them the principles of God's kingdom so they would know how to live right. When he would tell people to go and sin no more, lest a worse thing happen to you, they had to know what was sin and what wasn't sin. Amen? And so there's a lot to understanding how to get your healing, hold on to your healing, but it's not impossible. All you got to do is be fully persuaded that what God's promised, he's able also to perform. He will do what he says he's going to do. Don't let boredom take over because it's been a while. Huh? It's been a while for a lot of stuff in your life. But that doesn't mean... I was thinking about cleaning my room. The old headboard is talking to me. Huh? A dusty headboard. But uh, that doesn't mean that you're not going to do it or it's not important in your life anymore. And so we have to continually feed on the word of God. Meditate. God, make this real to me. I really want to be healed. Help me to get that word in me to such a degree that I'm fully persuaded. You can ask God to do things like that. He'll gladly do them for you. So why don't we just worship God for a minute, Miss Wanda, why don't you put on some music and anybody that wants to be prayed for you, come on up now. You're not saying you're sick. You're answering an altar call. You have a need. <laughs> so we won't get into the semantics and, and funny words and bad confession, not good confession. Just come on up if you feel that. I just need some true worshipers to stand to your feet. And I'll pray for you.